Hey guys, Trent Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. We are back ahead of the draft, Moving the Chains gang. Chad Townsville, Townsend, Davis, <laughs> uh, joining us via a remote uh, location. He can't say where he is, boys. I'm not going to say where he might be, but he may may pop, pop up on reality TV very, very soon. Uh, he can't be disclosed at the moment. And, of course, uh, look, uh, the nerdiest bloke and the bloke that we all go to for our information on NFL, the guy that holds the show together, Trent Copeland. Uh, Chad, mate, draft day is upon us. It's been exciting. It's been... Uh, Probably, I hate knowing that the first pick is already done. Like, I think that's sort of an anticlimax, but there's so many storylines around the NFL this week. Yeah, 100%. So, look, it's, uh, I think, you know, obviously with this draft, it's quarterback heavy. A lot of the talk pre-draft's been around the quarterbacks. As you mentioned, you know, the number one consensus pick is going to be Trevor Lawrence uh, from the Clemson Tigers. He's um, going to go to Jacksonville. But after that, you know, who knows? And I think that's the, you know, the most exciting bit about these kids who, uh, you know, played the last few years in college. Now they get to make it to the big night, big time. They get to walk into some nice money. So it's exciting times all around. Uh, Dickie, we won't say where you are, but people, please keep an eye out for Nick Davis on his social media. He may just pop up uh, on a screen very, very soon. But uh, Dickie, it is pretty exciting. And But for us novices, I mean, it's probably something that we get to dream about, right? Because in the NRL, AFL, cricket, the sports that we've played, this doesn't come about. You just go to your team that you're signed to and you, you try and get the next contract, whereas these guys are locked in for a while and potentially can make a big career out of it. Yeah, look, oh, no, a bit different, mate. It is exciting, look, a bit different in the AFL. Obviously, AFL with the draft and uh, there's draft night and you're locked in for, for sort of two years at your AFL club. But look, for me, I was a, a father-son, so I was a bit like Trevor Lawrence. I was locked in to, to Collingwood. But for everyone else on draft night, look, you go through your combines, you go through all your, your college football, your junior games of AFL. You've had, you know, communication with, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams and look, you just sit there and you, and you wait for your name to get called out. It's a, it's a special night. And, but the difference in the NFL is it's no guarantee. Once you get drafted, you've still got to make that 53-man roster. Yeah, it must have been nice going to the draft if you're Nick Davis, knowing that you have to get picked. Uh, some of these guys won't get picked. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the guy in the bottom left screen uh, is Trent, a.k.a. Mel Kuyper Jr. Uh, Copeland. <laughs> Copes, uh, what we're going to do tonight is uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you and see what your thoughts are on the draft. But uh, we'll give you a chance to draft the top 10 picks tonight. And, of course, we are sponsored by topsport.com.au. They have a heap of markets. First cornerback, first defensive player, linebacker, how many offensive players are going to be drafted in the first round. But Trent Copeland will go through from 1 to 10 uh, on what his picks are going to be. But, Copes, it's an exciting time of year. We're getting the crew back together again. We're going to be all over Australia this time in a couple of months. Uh, but it's nice to be back. Yeah, absolutely. Lots going on in the world. Uh, Dickie, I think, just compared himself to Trevor Lawrence, which is an extraordinary <laughs> way to start the show uh, for 2021 yeah, I just want to know, yeah, but just on that, I just want to know if Copes has got minus one. Ain't out yet in that. You know? oh. no, I yeah. I, I've actually got him out uh, quite a few times this year. It's Unfortunately, he's 100 or more on a few of those occasions. <laughs> uh, <all right. laughs> hey, Sally, I'll, I just want to talk about these guys for a bit. I'm yeah. talking about the 49ers. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, we've 
thrown the absolute kitchen sink in on the table uh, to get this number three pick. I, I think it uh, can't be understated the amount of capital that we've given up to take this leap of faith, I guess. Um, and when you do that, all the focus becomes on what you're going to do. And that, that pick has to be in the wheelhouse from the word go and change the, the fortunes of a franchise that largely are successful all the time. Even with Jimmy G at the helm, uh, could still have been successful this coming year. So there's a lot of pressure on whoever they do take. All right, let's get this started here, boys. So we'll go around quickly. I think we're, you know, it, as I mentioned and Chad mentioned as well, Trevor Lawrence will be the number one pick. Uh, so as we go to our little soundbite here that we've got. The pick is in the Jaguars, Copes. They will take Trevor Lawrence. A lot of pressure going to the Jaguars because they weren't a good team. And I don't know how much Trevor Lawrence is actually going to excel in a system like that versus Joe Burrow last year. I thought he was fantastic in a, a, another poor team as well. Yeah, absolutely. And look, this team, the Jags, have lost 10 or more games in nine of the past 10 seasons. So when you think about that, it, he has a huge job on his hands to come into this offense uh, and really turn their fortunes around. Uh, when they were at their best, they were built on uh, an elite defense uh, without necessarily great quarterback play with Blake Bortles back in the day, if you can remember back then. Uh, look, I think Trevor Lawrence is like Joe Burrow, like numerous other top three and particularly top overall draft picks. He has the skills and the chops from what I've seen so far to turn this franchise around to being a long-term playoff team. So if you're a Jags fan, it's exciting. I don't think they can swing and miss on this pick. All right, uh, we'll put you on the clock now. The second pick in the NFL draft is the New York Jets. Come back to you in a minute. But uh, Chad Townsend, still plenty of storylines going around. And one of those has been Julio Jones, the Atlanta Falcons. Now, if they trade him before June 1st, they get, a, I think it's a $23 million cap hit. And if they trade him after that, uh, they get a lot less. So there's obviously incentive to wait until that deadline goes. But where can you see Julio ending up? Yeah, look, the, oh, Julio, you know, He's an elite receiver, one of the best in the game, one of the best we've seen. Probably hasn't reached the heights uh, at the Falcons because basically, you know, they're a pretty dud team. Um, you know, he sort of struggled there for a few years in terms of red zone uh, touchdown production, but um, in the field of play, he, he's one of the best receivers in the game. So I did see a little bit of talk the other day, uh, you know, Baltimore Ravens getting tossed up, potential leaning spot. I mean, we, we, we spoke about the Ravens, you know, needing that uh, wide receiver position strengthened to give Lamar Jackson some more targets. So at the moment, I think it would be a good fit. I think, you know, the Ravens need receivers. Julio, you know, potentially needs a fresh start. So, you know, I think that could work. Uh, Dickie, just before we get the second pick from Copes, Julio Jones, if he went to a top team, where could you see him ending up? Like, is, there a, is he the final piece to a team to win a Super Bowl? Oh, look, we saw um, Antonio Brown go and be a, a final piece to a really good team. But, yeah, Julio Jones was probably just a, a – he just copped the – look, Calvin Ridley just went straight past him. So he was just sort of uh, – we spoke a lot during the year about you know, red zone targets and production was, uh, was down. And uh, he was just a victim of Calvin Ridley's um, rise. So, look, I'd love to see him come to my team, the Raiders. But, look, there's plenty of cap space there. But – it's a little bit similar to the Carson Wentz. Like a lot of every team would obviously want Julio Jones, but you got to take it's a it's a lot of money there to take on a 32 year old that 
was a bit banged up last year as well. Okay, so Julio Jones will be on the trading block as we think, but uh, the pick is in for the New York Jets. All right, Copes, where are they going, the Jets? The gang green. They've been shit house for ages. Uh, who are they going to take? You're on mute there, Copes. <laughs> Copes is... Yeah, they just got rid of uh, Sam Darnold, so I think they've uh, given their hand away on what they're going to do. And it's pretty obvious at the top. At the moment, they've been focused in on Zach Wilson. So I can't see them going any other direction. I think he's shown that he's got what it takes to be a number two overall draft pick. Um, and to me, uh, with the weapons that he's got there uh, at the Jets, and hopefully in the future years he gets a few more, uh, he could really deliver on that number two overall. I saw his pro day copes, and I thought he was really, really impressive. Getting out, throws out of the pocket, just the stability. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, and moving like play mm. action passing, I think is where he lives. So uh, I think it's a modern and modern day NFL skill. Like your Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, you can just imagine those, uh, you know, on one leg under pressure, hitting a receiver downfield. If you uh, don't get the chance or do get the chance before draft day, go into topsport.com.au, go to the app, uh, the website. I'm telling you, there's a, a million markets. You can at first safety drafted, first wide receiver, Najee Harris. Now, I'm going to leave that on there because I want Copes to talk about that. But because it is his team, I'm going to give him some extra time here. Uh, so the pick is in for the San Francisco 49ers. Jimmy G, is he going to be there after the draft or are they going to do something? Let's have a listen to Trent Mel Kuyper Jr., Copeland. <laughs> the pick is in for the 49ers, Copes. Well, if you listen to Kyle Shanahan, we can't guarantee that anyone will actually be alive. What a <laughs> What, a what about that? That's a deflection. of a press conference that was. <laughs> um, Look, I think it's going to be Mac Jones. If it was me, I, I really want to see, you know, this team is built to play under Kyle Shanahan in their structure and they are going to be very good no matter who they take here. And Mac Jones, he suits Kyle Shanahan's and, and particularly John Lynch and how they want to run things in the pocket. Uh, nice completion percentage when he goes downfield. But in my opinion... You can try and win in the next two years by going Mac Jones, and he may well excel and, and be great for 10 years. Uh, but a, a Trey Lance or a Justin Fields for me are two guys that can potentially be in the Lamar Jackson, Pat Mahomes, uh, not just two years, but they could be 10 year, change the league, the way the game works type players. So uh, if it was me, I'd be going down that road, but I think it's going to be Mac Jones. So, Mac Jones, the pick there for uh, the 49ers. Copes wants Justin Fields. Now, he can get some great markets on top sport for Justin Fields about which team uh, he's going to go to. I think $4.50, uh, $5.50 for the uh, 49ers. And he's $4, uh, $5, uh, $9, sorry. Beg your pardon, $9 to go to the 49ers. Trey Lance, uh, Copes, a little bit of talk about him. That could swing very, very quickly if they change their mind at the last second. You didn't mention him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, Trey, Trey Lance and Fields are the two guys that are, you know, athletic profile, high upside, long, you know, if you're going to swing for the fences, they're the two guys you go for. Whereas the 49ers are probably an abnormal top three draft picking team that they're so built to win right now. Uh, and I think Mac Jones is the more reliable guy to come in and win straight away.
Okay, the next on the clock is the Atlanta Falcons. And, Chad, uh, we see so many quarterbacks go so early on. And it's, I mean, it's such a big risk because you're putting your whole team. I mean, I'm not, gonna, I'm not taking the piss here, but it's much like the Cowboys signing you, you know, a centerpiece to guide the team around. It is a big decision for a club. Um, and we probably don't get to see it too many times here, but you sort of see some similarities in, in the Cowboys and what they've been able to do in investing in you and a franchise in the NFL? Yeah, definitely, for sure. Look, I think, you know, any decision to sign a player or draft a player is massive. You know, there's people who are accountable for those decisions. Um, you know, I think the 49ers is going to be a classic example of that because of how all-in they've gone for this number three pick. Like, there's a lot of pressure on them to make the right selection and for that selection to be a good one, to be a franchise-changing selection. So I think the uh, Atlanta Falcons at four, they have a big decision to make as well. You know, they've got Matt Ryan, uh, an aging quarterback whose production probably hasn't been where it was a few seasons ago when he won MVP. Um, Do they go in a different direction? Uh, I'm just looking here at... Mel Kuyper Jr.'s mock draft, and he's got actually Kyle Pitts, tight end from Florida, at number four, Copes. I'm not sure what your take is on him, but he seems like, um, you know, a franchise-changing tight end. Dickie, uh, before we get the pick there, before Chad just cuts you out of the show, because we don't want to reveal where you are, Dickie, but uh, it's a huge selection. I mean, a tight end to go for. Mel Kuyper, uh, all these guys have rated this is the best tight end that they've seen on video uh, and and all the numbers. It's a, it'd be a massive decision for the Falcons. It's almost like that that's the final piece uh, versus trying to get a young quarterback maybe that uh, Justin feels the way that the NFL's going. Yeah, it is. Look, I think you need to weigh up look, and in a draft situation and then sort of being on the outside of a Swans one. You, you've got, obviously, do you take the best player? Uh, or do you take the best fit for your team? And, look, I think the Atlanta Falcons are in a window where, look, they, they still, with Matt Ryan, they still think they can compete. They need, they need to take the best fit for their team. But going back to your last point, if, you, if you're looking at a, a similarity between, look, a young player trying to take a team to the next level, it's probably Sam Walker at the Roosters at the moment. Same sort of thing. Young centrepiece player, and you've got the whole, you know, the whole team on his shoulders. I knew you'd bring it back to the Roosters somehow. All right, uh, here we go. The pick is in for the Atlanta Falcons. What are they doing, Copes? Are they going quarterback or are they trade. going Kyle Pitts? I'm calling trade, Sally. I think Kyle trade. Pitts will be the selection at this place in the draft. I think he is a ridiculous talent and someone that uh, is, like Chad was talking about, he's potentially a long-term franchise-changing offensive weapon. Um I was listening to a podcast the other day with, uh, it's called Moving the Sticks by Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks, two scouts for the NFL. And both of them were talking about, you think about the franchise tight ends that are killing it in the league at the moment. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, and now Darren Waller, all fifth round picks, Mm. picked on attributes, elite physical attributes in particular, ex-basketball players, do you need, as a franchise with a top five overall pick, which doesn't come along very often, do you need to invest that amount of capital in a tight end? I think the answer is probably yes in this instance. Uh, and I think it's going to be the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I've seen it uh, projected on a few mocks around the place, but the uh, move back for Atlanta to gain some other asset and move back only two spots to number six, I think is what we'll see. Uh, and the Dolphins then getting two are an elite offensive weapon. 
So uh, Kyle Pitts will go to the Miami Dolphins, you're saying? Correct. Great. Uh, all right. Uh, pick five is the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, what did we make of Joe Burrow in the in the NFL last year, Chad? It was impressive at times, but it must be so hard to be the elite guy in your uh, grade and then go to the shittest team every single. You know, <laughs> like Trevor Lawrence has come from Clemson, where that <laughs> losing just doesn't happen, and then they're going to go to Jacksonville. He probably doesn't even know where Jacksonville is, uh, <laughs> to be honest. But it, it must be hard, right? Like we probably don't see it that bad but it'd be because of the money but it'd be pretty sucky yeah 100 percent. and a lot of these guys who go number one overall just most of them come off a national championship or heisman trophy where they've just had success for three years in college so uh for me joe burrow i thought he was outstanding last year he really surprised me the way he uh the way he ran the ball as well uh, i thought was awesome his passing was i thought you know very good it was unfortunate the injury that he got because I thought he was well on the way to, to win in rookie of the year. So um, definitely a pass for me for Joe Burrow. And there's no doubt, you know, he needs some more help, you know, in that offense. Dickie, is it weapons or protection for the Cincinnati Bengals at five? So I think they've got to protect him. You saw what happened. He was so good early. And then uh, the defense has got at him. So uh, you got All right, Dickie, uh, we've lost you there in that remote outback uh, setting. <laughs> We're going to go. The pick is in for the Cincinnati Bengals. Do they go protection for their young quarterback um, or weapons? They go with the offensive linemen. Okay, here we go. All right, Copes, <laughs> where are we going? I had to cut him off. I couldn't hear him. Uh, look, I'm going to say they're going to go with Jamar Chase. Uh, I think it's the offensive powerhouse to go with, you know, T. Higgins... Uh, look, AJ Green goes out the door, but you've still got Tyler Boyd there on a long-term contract. Um, Pro Football Focus had this offensive line at like 27th, 28th in the league. Uh, a, a guy like Panay Sewell, who is regarded as the best offensive tackle in the, in the draft, you bring him in, yes, it will protect Burrow a little better, but I think it needs to be long-term investment in that position uh, and the whole offensive line, and they'll do that throughout the rest of the draft. Uh, get Joe Burrow his best weapons possible uh, and probably tell him to get rid of the ball a little faster. Uh, he sat in the pocket and got smashed a lot last year. So uh, I think it's going to be Jamar Chase. You can actually go to Top Sport and pick when Jamar Chase is going to be drafted. That's how uh, much depth they've got in this uh, in this uh, app at the moment. So go there and check it all out. Justin Fields, as we mentioned, Mac Jones, all that kind of stuff. Um, all right, pick six uh, for the Miami Dolphins. Hey, Chad, is Tua the right guy? Is he going to win them? Not a Super Bowl, but is he going to get them to the playoffs and make a difference? Because I know the hype was around it, but is he as good as what we think? Yeah, look, I, I'm still. It still remains to be seen for me. I think you know, with Tua the way he played last year, you know, while the Dolphins, you know, got some results when he was starting quarterback, he got taken out of the games late for Fitzpatrick. Mm. So. Um, you know, for me, I still think he's got steps to take. Obviously, you know, it's his rookie season in the NFL. And we spoke about, you know, throughout you know, the season on moving the chains about how hard it would have been for rookies to come in on a, on a COVID uh, off-season and uh, rookie camp, which, you know, wasn't or was basically online. So I think, I think he's still got some, some people to prove to. I'm a fan of Tua. I like what he does. But, yeah, I think I still want to see more. 
So if they don't trade up to four as Copes predicted, which if they do, we'll just play it out that they haven't traded uh, up. Uh, they're projected to take a wide receiver. If Kyle Pitts is still there, though, surely they take him, Dickie. Dickie's gone. All right, the pick is in. I can't... Dickie, if you're on... Uh, I'm going to get me out of here. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Miami Dolphins, say something. Um, I think two is good enough. I just thought he, I thought he was injured last year. I thought he was injured a fair bit, and that's why they protected him and took him in and out of game. So I think um, he gets them to the playoffs this year. All right, uh, the pick is in uh, for the Miami Dolphins. If you uh, predicted, Copes wants he, this is a trade, but uh, on this they're not at the moment. They're still at number six. Right, Copes, where are they going? If it's the Miami Dolphins, I think they go Devonta Smith at this point. Um, if Pitts hasn't been taken, they're the two options for me that are on the table. In my scenario before, I think the Falcons, they take Trey Lance here. If they trade back two spots to gain another first-round pick or something similar, uh, I think it's Trey Lance. So Devonta Smith, if it's the Dolphins, uh, or Trey Lance to the Falcons. Trey Lance. Uh, who do you think, Chad, has the biggest upside? Is it a guy like Trey Lance or Justin Field that go a little bit later to a, maybe a bit more established team? Or do we just see Trevor Lawrence probably not excel? Like, where, where do we judge these quarterbacks as to where they go? Yeah, I think it's, you know, ooh, the, the decision... Of the, we won't know whether these guys are going to be successful, I guess, after we see them in, in games and what they're like, you know, throughout their career. I think as, as the first year, like, you know, comparing all the guys that got taken in last year's draft to quarterbacks, you know, who who is the best quarterback? You know, it's it's um, Justin Herbert from the Chargers. And, and who would have picked that? You know, he wasn't first off the board, but he was super impressive once he got to the NFL play. He understood uh, the play. His, his passing, his accuracy was incredible. Um, and that probably wasn't noted, you know, in the draft or leading up to the draft. And I think the Chargers really... Uh, you know, done their due diligence and, and got a, um, a stud there. So, you know, this year it remains to be seen. For me, you know, I really like Justin Fields. I think athletically he's, um, he's amazing. His career um, at Ohio State was, was awesome. I think his leadership will be good. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see in a quarterback heavy draft, you know, which quarterback really stands up once they get to the league. We're going to go through these next three picks pretty quickly because I want to leave some time for Copes to uh, get some smokies out there and some value if you are having uh, a little bit of a punt. So the Detroit Lions, the Carolina Panthers, and the Denver Broncos. Uh, I'm just going to hit you here with all these three, uh, Copes. Just uh, sum it up in, in one or two minutes as to where the Lions, Panthers, and the Denver Broncos. Are, gee, I'll tell you what, for a GM that was a great quarterback, he stinks. He stinks at getting the quarterback. He literally, he must put the blinkers on when he selects his quarterback because he's been shit house. All right, here we go. <laughs> you got Peyton Manning. Come on, bro. Dickie's not there. Okay, Detroit Lions, where are they going, uh, Copes? Uh, I think they take Penesel, uh the offensive tackle we were just talking about before. If he's not taken by the Bengals, I think they, <clears throat> given they invested in Jared Goff, I think they're going to invest in protecting him. Uh, they spent a lot of cap space and draft capital last year on trying to fix other areas. Uh, now they've got Jared Goff there to replace uh, Matt Stafford. I think that's where they're going to go. Uh, offensive line protection. Okay. Carolina Panthers. Caleb Fairley, a cornerback from Virginia Tech, is projected to go here? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where they're going to go. Um, 
Look, if any of those superstar offensive weapons are on the table, uh, like a Pitts or a Chase uh, or a Devonta Smith, I think they might take a bit of a look. But look, I think they're pretty well stacked in the receiving core. Uh, they've obviously got Christian McCaffrey, so uh, I think they're going cornerback, yeah. Denver Broncos, stinkiest quarterback selecting GM of all time. Uh, <laughs> where are they going? Uh, I think they go one of two quarterbacks that are left here. Uh, it's going to be Trey Lance or Justin Fields, in my opinion. Uh, and I think they should be bloody thrilled with either one of those guys if they make it to them. Okay, uh, look quickly while we get this. This is an important pick, and then we'll uh, just talk a little bit of uh, everything else going on the NFL draft and maybe a little bit of storylines of what we've been hearing. But, uh, Chad, if Dak Prescott comes back, well, when he comes back this year, this pick is huge at 10 because they've got the weapons there. Um, they don't have the defense. So do they invest in a cornerback or do they go – I mean, it's a big year for the Cowboys because I feel like they haven't – really delivered they've got elite players but they never deliver yeah definitely look I, I was high on the Cowboys at the start of last year I thought they were due for a good year and you mentioned just previously the fact that they've, they've stunk you know the last few years and it's it's true you know when uh, Dak and Zeke got drafted you know they had a great rookie season and since then it's kind of been a, a whirlwind downward you know uh, production for Zeke dropped last year he kept fumbling the ball um, he sucked de- last year. The defense he was, was horrible. Uh, obviously, the injury to Dak. You know, there was all sorts of things going on in the Cowboys. So, uh, yeah, for me, I think they go cornerback. Um, I think they need someone, you know, a, a cornerback who can help their defense. And, you know, if Zeke can hold on to the ball and find that form he had a few years ago, I think Dak will be, I think Dak will be fine coming back off that injury. I think, you know, I look forward to watching Dak's return. And I think, you know, he's a chance of comeback player of the year for me for next season. Dickie, do you agree with that, that uh, he might be comeback player of the year? But it's, it's a huge risk because in this division, I mean, it's open every single year and the Dallas Cowboys certainly have the best team on paper, but they can never seem to get it done. Yeah, they do. But look, he, he was on track to, to break all sorts of passing records at the start of last year. Um, their, their offense is pretty good. As long as that ankle comes good, um, I think that... Their offense is fine. They're one of the greatest bets on topsport.com.au in the whole world is for them to pick a quarterback at number 10. You think they pick a quarterback at 10? Cornerback. Oh, cornerback. Okay. Steve, there in the, in the jungle, uh, in the election. Yeah. <laughs> uh, inverted commas, of course. Uh, all right. Uh, this is the last pick we're going to talk about. The 10th pick to the Dallas Cowboys. Where are they going, Copes? What's, what's this pick going to turn them in to a Super Bowl contender or just another year where they're going to be picking at 10 next year? No, I think, look, I agree with all the points being made so far. If Dak comes back healthy, uh, they've got... Their offense is just unbelievably good. Um, C.D. Lamb was better than predicted last year and uh, I think they're going to go quarter, uh, corner back, uh, as Dickie was just talking about. J.C. Horn from South Carolina... Uh, and the other guy on the table, I think, uh, Certain, um, who's from Alabama. Uh, two, two guys that would fit in perfectly into that defense. So I think that's where they'll go. All right, a couple of markets here. Thanks to Tristan and Top Sport. Of course, the third overall pick, Mac Jones, has been $2 into $1.28. Copes, did you see anything in the app there that you can steer the listeners in? Uh, one person that I know you want to talk about, and I'll give you the chance right now, is Najee Harris uh, and his draft position. Now, Top Sport have got it $1.60 
under 28 and a half and over 28 and a half. So that, that would be predictably the second round or pretty close, $2.30. Where do you see Najee Harris going, Copes? Yeah, I really like him as a fit with the Steelers. Um, The Steelers have moved on from their running back group from previous years, James Conner, certainly out the door. So I think it's going to be um, an investment there into a team with Big Ben uh, and the rest of that group that can go and, and win things. And as we saw last year with those back end of the first round teams uh, that are competing in the win now scenario, the best way to use uh, that investment is in a running back that's ready to, to do all three downs right here, right now. Uh, and I think it'll be an Etienne or a Najee Harris. So I, I think they're both good value as the first running back off the board. Their first running back, uh, Travis Etienne, obviously from Clemson, uh, $2.50. Javante Williams, $6.50, something like that. Copes, I think I've found a little bit of a, a nugget here. Uh, you just picked uh, Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle, to go to the Detroit Lions. Now, if you go to Top Sport, all right, thank me later. Uh, Detroit Lions, $7 to draft him. Team to draft him, $7. Now, if you go the way that Copes has picked it to go, that is just money in your pocket, in your skyrocket. Thank us later. Um, the Bengals, $2.10. The Miami Dolphins, $3.30. Copes, is there any other players that we should keep an eye out that are going to get some value uh, early on or that might surprise you? And uh, who's the team that's going to make the biggest jump uh, or draft the best on draft day? Um, I think uh, Javante Williams is someone that can probably shock and, and end up a lot higher than a lot of people had him. Uh, he's a running back as well, very strong for his size. Um, and then, look, to be honest, I think the team that's going to draft the best is going to be the Dolphins. Uh, out of, I guess, a lot of assets that they've built over a long period of time, but uh, I, I really like where they've landed with all their picks and, and I think they're, you know, it's, it's not a shock to anyone that I'll say that they're ready to go. Uh, I think Tua to come in when Fitz was absolutely on fire last year, to come in, still produce with that hip injury that he might have been still carrying. Uh, he came in, the money they spent on defence worked. Uh, their offence is, is humming when it's going well. So I think they're ready to go and they're a team to watch on draft day. All right, boys, just to finish, uh, Top Sport, have got plenty of markets. So go in there and please keep it fun. Have a uh, Do it responsibly. Let's just have a pick here, Chad, because me, you and Nick have got absolutely no idea. But uh, total defensive players drafted in uh, round one, over 13 and a half, under 13 and a half. The overs is $1.85, unders is uh, $1.95. What do you say, Chad? Under, for sure. I'm going to say over. I don't know why. Dickie? Under. Under. Okay, so that's easy money. We're just literally, Tristan's giving money away. What do you say, expert uh, Mel Kuyper Copeland? <laughs> I'll say under as well. Uh, this, this is an easy one. sixteen. if you want to invest in the uh, under five and a half quarterbacks uh, selected. Over five and a half quarterbacks in the first round. $5.20. Any chance there, Copes? Yeah, I think so. Yep. I'd, I'd be, if I'm going to bet on either of those two, I'm going a, a smaller number on, yeah. on the over. You think there might be six quarterbacks? Yeah. Okay. What about you, Chad? Mm, I'll back. I'll back Mel Kuyper in. Yeah, I'll back. I'll back. Okay, in. we're all in the overs there. So literally, they're giving money away. All right. Total running backs drafted in round one. One, one running back. If you if there's a running back uh, in round one, you'll get three dollars fifty uh, under three dollars fifty over. Of course, it'll, there'll be a draft of running back, won't there, Copes? 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think there could even be two. Yeah, I think Najee Harris and Travis Etienne will both go. Uh, if not in the first round, it'll be very close in the second round. So it's worth the gamble. Okay, Chad. Total safety is drafted in round one over 0.5. So that's just one is $1.50 and under is $2.60. Under. You don't think there'll be a safety drafted in round one? What? Over. Oh, wait. Cowboys. Over. Sorry, Cowboys. Yeah, we did say that. Over. Chad wasn't listening. Over. Uh, well, that is- <laughs> Attention, the quarterbacks, the quarterback, uh, the cornerback. I beg your pardon, Copes. Under four and a half, two dollars ten. Over four and a half, dollars seventy three. Yeah, I'm going to say under. And just on that, before we had we had a cornerback going to the Cowboys. Safety, yeah. I reckon it's the Ravens. Probably. Oh, sorry, the, right. we got that wrong. Um, yeah, so I think they're at pick twenty-six or twenty-seven. So if they were to pass, now they've got another pick out of that trade. Uh, I think they're going wide receiver at that first round pick. So uh, we might be looking at a no safety first round. There you go. Uh, all those picks. And keep an eye out, boys. Weirdly, at training, I just have to share this story. At Dragons training the other week, uh, someone's mum came over. This is a true story. Uh, a lady came over and said, uh, my son is about to be drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers. He needs somewhere uh, to be able to punt and film footage and stuff like that at Wynn Stadium. This is a true story. Uh, I have no idea what his name is, but apparently an Aussie is about to be potentially drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers as a punter. Wow. I have that's no a, idea, Cope. So she Miami asked punter? me and I said, I, have, I'm, I do nothing here. I'm the kicking coach. I don't have anything to do with <laughs> time on the field. So keep an eye out for that move in the chains. This is, is there anything else we want to talk about, boys? Of course, we'll be back next week for Top Sport just to have a quick... Uh, well, we listen to Coach for 30 minutes, uh, wrap up the draft while me, Chad, and Dickie uh, sit here and just listen to him waffle on. But is there anything else, Coach, that you're looking forward to on draft day? No, next week might be an absolute... Uh, I could be crying on the show. If, if, if we don't take a Mac Jones or a, or a Trey Lance uh, and we somehow stuff it up, I'll be, I won't be able to get a word out next week. It is, yeah, I know, it's, I know it's massive, right? But I, I'm not understating this, but is there any way that they get there and they just balk at Mac Jones and they take, like they try and trade back or something? Like, are they going to do something stupid, the San Francisco 49ers? Or are they locked in? Because the, the coach didn't fill me with much hope. He, he looked like a bit of a burger. Um, if you don't know who you're taking by now, if you trade up, you don't know who you're taking. I'm not, I don't hold much hope out for you, Copes. You might be in a, in a um, basket next week. Yeah, I might be. Absolutely. But you can't, like I said at the top of the show, you can't throw that amount of assets at moving up and not know exactly who you want. Um, you know, perfect scenario. It's like it's a smokescreen at number two and Zach Wilson falls in their lap. Uh, but <clears throat> I'm not optimistic. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Trent Copeland, very, very nervous. He's puckering, as we say, uh, in the business. All right, uh, Moving the Chains. Make sure you go to at Moving the Chains on social media, Twitter, and we'll be back next week to wrap it all up. Stay safe, and if you're having a pump with Top Sport, please do it responsibly and have fun. Cheers.